Mondays. It's Great Mondays Radio. I'm Josh Levine, your host, founder of Great Mondays. We help executives from hypergrowth technology and social enterprise organizations build cultures that attract, engage, and retain top talent. If you'd like to be a guest on our program, hang out for about 20 minutes and I'll tell you how. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Great Mondays Radio. Uh, today we have on Glenn Poulos. He is the VP and General Manager of NWS Canada. He has been through a number of exits, a number of acquisitions, and is a big fan of uh, really helping his employees understand what they're doing in their business, uh, how they can contribute through values, which everybody knows is my uh something that I'm passionate about. So I'm super excited to talk to Glenn. Uh, thanks for coming on, Glenn. Appreciate you coming. Thanks for having me, Josh. Really, really nice to be here today. Yeah. So, uh, so Glenn, you, um, you're something that you are passionate about is, is really running an entire business and you've done this a few times. So now you're, now you've, you've been acquired and, and you've, you've exited a few times, when it comes to culture, what was the kind of the aha moment for you? Where in your career, what was happening? What what occurred where you thought, oh, this is okay, I get it now, or oh my God, I can't believe I didn't think of this sooner, something like that. What was that culture? What was that moment for you? Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty clear. And I'd like to say it was like in 1985 when I was 20, you know, 20 something. And wow, you're uh, ahead of the game. Yeah, ahead, yeah, of most right. of us, ahead of me. But, but, uh, but I mean, no, that's when I sort of struck out on my own. And, um, but um, yeah, the uh, I've ran several companies, two were, were ones that I was the major shareholder in. And then one, I was uh, also retained by a large Japanese company and all app and my titles were always the same vice president, and general manager. And um, I've always loved, you know, although I'm very salesy in nature and I have a sales background, uh, I love, you know, being the general manager, which basically means you're kind of the general, as I like to say, right? And you manage through all the problems and challenges and your job is sort of to provide guidance and decision-making to the leaders of the business, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm technically not doing all the doing, but I'm enabling all the doers, all the leaders of the doers to do all the doing, right? All if right. I can say it in that unsophisticated manner. That's great. Manner. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. And, um, and although it's, uh, you know, can be hair raising at times, I love the, when the, uh, you know, when, when challenging things come up and you have to make decisions because I've, I've realized that I'm, you know, I'm capable of doing that and that that's really the, you know, where the, the rubber meets the road for whether or not you can be an effective leader, right? Mm -hmm. Someone comes to you, serious problem. What are we going to do? You know, it could be a problem with the bank, you know, the credit line. It could be a problem with a staff member. It could be a major issue. It could be a lost a major customer, losing a big deal. Um, you know, so many things, right? And you have to be able to think quickly and decisively. And, and you know, once you've made a decision, you have to stay the course and, and um, you know, and show commitment to the decisions that you've made. Obviously, you need to correct your course if you have to along the way. Yeah, of course. But, but um, you know, honestly, the uh, as it relates to where, I, you know, the kind of thinking I have now, it probably wasn't until uh, early 2019, where, where I kind of went down a new, a new path. Um, you know, 
we, you know, my prior business, you know, I remember we spent a lot of time on core values and um, we worked, we had a large contingent of staff members. It was a hundred people in the company. And I mean, as I just vaguely remember, there was probably maybe 20 on the initial uh, brainstorming session. I think it took an entire weekend or something. Yeah. And uh, we used a similar method this time as well, but but I mean, the way we uh, inculcated them into our business, as we like to say, in this second round in 2019 is one I'm really proud of. And essentially, it came about as a result of the fact that, um, you know, we had we had grown uh, rather large in my in my company that I just sold in 2022. And we had we had made some bad decisions along with the good decisions right and so we were paying for the bad decisions with the good decisions profits yeah and for a while it masked each other and you don't really notice and you're like hey look at how great i am selling all this stuff and then but wait a minute and the finance guy comes to you and tells you that you lost 1.4 million dollars in eight months and you know um yeah. you know you're going to flip your covenant with the bank right and we realized we needed to change the way we ran the business and so we had to make some tough decisions which were um, probably the most challenging thing in business I've ever done, where we went from 80 people down to 29 people. Wow. That's and then we, huge. Yeah. And then we installed an operating system in the business and um, the, you know, I didn't, uh, you know, I'm not the author of the system. We use EOS. It's very, very well known. And yep, that's a great system. EOS. Many, yep. Yeah. Yep. EOS. Many people are familiar with it and we are, diehard uh eos operators and like yeah. you know fans of it in our company yep yep and we went about um you know setting the uh you know setting the vision for the company setting the core values and stuff like that right and so yeah. your initial question i don't remember exactly how you worded it but it was sort of when did you and it was yeah 20, what was the, 2019 what was the aha the moment right because yeah a lot of leaders uh not a lot of leaders um and, and definitely not in the 80s were uh, cognizant of the the idea of culture as a tool, as something that you could control, right? And that's that's really what we're trying to do and 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 and, and proselytize. Yeah. So I'm always I'm, I'm always interested. What was the aha moment? What was the spark where you said, "Oh, I mean, maybe you didn't even call it culture, right?" But you arrived there at some some point. What was that? What was that moment? Yeah. Well, the one thing, the one thing that uh, that's carried me through the years is really about having the having the right staff. But the real raha moment was when we had to we re, when we had to restructure that business in 2019. That's when I became sort of a, a new person, right? In yeah. the in the prior companies, we did have core values. We did have a strong, um, you know, commitment to. Uh, I, and I'm always using now EOS language, but I didn't uh, back then. I didn't know it. You know, of course, I didn't speak that language back then. But it was the right person in the right seat, right? So. Yeah. Um, the you know so the honestly the the real aha moment that i can think of in recent memory uh being 61 that only goes back so far right um it, you know was in 2019 when i had to restructure the business and redo change the way we did everything you right? got the to only start you got to start from the beginning yeah like like i like to say there was only one thing that we had to change and that was everything right and uh, <laughs> right exactly yeah and that's what so that was a reset for you and you yeah. established you were able to establish your values, and um, so how did you how did you uh, go about establishing those values in a way that was resonant with the employees? How did you get them? You used the term 
inculcated. Right. Um, that's always a big question that that I hear about. Okay, great. We're able to define these, but how do we get everybody to believe it? Because you can't have everybody in the company creating those values. Yeah. So so part of the, you know, now that it's been uh, like four years of this uh, newer kind of a system and uh, set of values now, and uh, as I shared with you earlier, when we spoke about our values have changed because we were purchased by another company. Right. right. We'll get into but that. In a get second. into that yeah, later. Yeah. But but sticking with the original core values, which which were uh, in play up until a couple months ago, um, we started with a, a a broader team, and we we had these sessions where where we literally sort of uh, used the big paper, you know, the two by three sheets of paper on the wall, and we had a yep. we had a facilitator that knows how to get it out of you, and it was painful. And, um, and so we not only came with the uh, four core values, which were committed to service excellence, solutions driven, passionate contribution and results matter. Mm -hmm. And um, we came up with some bullets that that each one of them what they meant right? What does results matter mean? What is passionate contribution? What does a solutions driven mean? You know, what is, you can't just, you can't just put that, put that value headline is what I call it out there and assume people know what they're talking about. So right. I'm nodding my head vigorously here. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, the, uh, you know, you know, we had to come up with things about, you know, um, fostering inclusivity and diversity, encouraging learning and development, things like that. But, but also, you know, uh, you know, coming up with when a customer called, not just selling what, what part numbers and what we have on the shelf, but figuring out what they need and, you know, and, and really training our people on those, those values. But then later throughout that four years, people started believing them when we started hiring, firing, you know, rewarding and motivating people based on the core values. Exactly. So we use a system called motivosity, which again, there's hundreds of, of systems like that out there nowadays, but it basically, it's a car value shout out system. It's software. It's like a Facebook and we use it to recognize uh, personal and personal birthdays, work birthdays, you know, one, three, five year anniversaries, you know, and um, but also we give people money every month to um, so every member of the staff gets a certain amount of money. Some people get five bucks, some get 10 managers get 50 and they have to call out a core value. And then we also have all sorts of like, incentives to keep people using the system, right? To keep looking for core value shout outs. And so people start looking for, hey, so-and-so really, the, you know, they delivered their results matter. I'm going to give them two bucks of my money this month, you know? And and so any staff member can call out any other staff member for core values. Peer-to-peer, mm -hmm. um, -peer, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And well, let me, let me push back or let, sure. let, me, let me push on something for a second. $2, does that make a difference? Does that matter to people? So, well, I always equate it to the same thing. And I actually, shameless plug for the book, right? I also have a a, a chapter in my book, you know, called Greed-Based Learning. It's whenever money's on the line, your, your mentality switches, right? So I, I don't follow football, but once in a blue moon, I'll get sucked into some $5 bet or whatever, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that I can't avoid. <laughs> and and all, that's the only game I watched that year, right? <laughs> and the only one, because people the the two bucks doesn't make a financial difference to them but the but the personal reward like oh i got shouted out by so and so and i didn't mm -hmm. know they thought of me that way and the two bucks doesn't matter mm -hmm. it's but but i mean by putting the money with it, it 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 triggers some kind of a mental reaction you know with people and uh 
you know, someone walks up to you and gives you five bucks. I mean, it's like, oh, five bucks. I can go get a Starbucks now, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, so, so no, so I it's, mean, the, it's the yeah. symbology it of, is, yeah. of the money more than the money itself. Yeah, maybe. but but zero wouldn't work. Like, I don't think the system would work the same without even some amount of money attached to it. I don't know. I just, suspect- I would say on the other end, it doesn't work when it's a lot of money. No, because, right. Yeah. Because then it yeah. skews your motivation. Yeah. It does. And also it would, um, it would, you would be gaming the system too. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You would Everybody's, be gaming it. You're for, always, you can't yeah. take that out of humans, right? We're going to get, so it's hey like, boss, did you notice that how I results mattered and, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. committed to service excellence while I was doing solutions driven and passionate <laughs> contribution? No, I didn't notice that, but let me give you 50 bucks. For- right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, let's, let's uh, uh, move the timeline forward a little bit. So you work yeah. really hard on these values. This is something that you're, you're recognizing values driven behaviors which is something that is really important because a lot of organizations, they recognize and reward uh, just, you know, things that maybe it's the president's award or whatever it is. And people don't know how to respond to that. So you're doing that. You're working really hard and then you get acquired, right? So good news you've, you've exited, right. You're, and, and, and you're actually, you told me that you're part of this new organization, which is often the case, but you're now have, you woke up, you went to sleep one night with one set of values and you woke up the next day and you had a whole new set of values along with all of your employees. What was that like? How did you, how yeah. do you manage that? Are you, how do you solve for that? Cause that's, that can't be easy. That's kind of culture whiplash. It is. It is. Yeah. Just before I answer that question though, I want to just tell you one last sort of thing about the old core values and the, we, yes, please. We, you know, we realized that, you know, um, there was only so many ways, you know, you can sort of remind people of core values. And so we were constantly trying to come up with uh, ways to sort of, like I said, incul- inculcate the the values into people, right? So I feel that me and the marketing communications guy, we came up with a brilliant method that, uh, and we came up with a, a game and we gamified the, um, the core values. And what we did was, we used um, uh, a publication that our business had and we buried, um, you know, what do they call them? Easter eggs or something inside the, and we made a huge phrase, right. Um, That was, that was indicative of the core values. Right. And it wasn't like an exact sort of verbatim statement of the sub bullets and the the bullets themselves, but they were related and it was kind of like a bit of a paragraph. Then we turned it into a wheel of fortune. And so basically what you have every week, you were able to get a letter and you were able to buy vowels. And um, when you bought a vowel that went to charity, right? And if you could solve the puzzle, um, you know, you, you, um, if you solve the puzzle, then you get to go into the draws and the, and the, I mean, I think that the top draw was like $5,000. We made it very significant, Oh. And there was extremely high take up. And the problem was you had to, you had to scour all of our, uh, this, all of these documents and things where our core values were being called out, right. In order to figure out the clue, in order to oh guess the letter. And anyways, I'm always very proud of it. And it was, we had such huge take up and, um, and we ended up doing a different core value. I can't remember exactly what the criteria was where, uh, at the end, um, if you finish the challenge, then everybody got um, an Apple product of, of their choice up to like an iPhone, iPad, something like that, right? And nice, nice. That was like nice. wickedly. Team, <laughs> that was, team, team yeah. building, team yeah. uh, so, in, investment. So we, um, yeah, so we were acquired in 
February of 2022. And, um, and we didn't uh, change our name until June of 2023. And, um, and that's really when our, our core values changed. One of our core values um, did move over from, um, uh, from, the, uh, from the old company to the new company and its uh, results matter. And um, the, the newer core values are people first, work smart, uh, customer focus, continuous improvement, and results matter. And like, to be honest, like it's only been since June, right? And I've been, cha my challenge has been how to reproduce the magic of what we had done. Exactly. Again, right? And it's almost like, you know, uh, your skit was fun the first time, right? Glenn, now what are you going to do this time, right? For, for a second act. Yeah. And, um, you know, and so, uh, yeah, it's really been a struggle because people were so, uh, felt so invested in them and owned them so much. And because we didn't get to partake, participate in the creation, and I'm not exactly sure of the genesis really of the, yes, uh, of course, no, of that's what you just said is exactly right. Because you didn't get to create a yeah. part of the creation of them that yeah. that to me is key so i imagine it's a little bit of a struggle with your with your employees now is that not, is it that is not true it is it is very much so and also i'm uh, you know i'm sort of because we're we're kind of, we're owned by a u.s company which is owned by private equity so the u.s company had their 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 core values and now i'm trying to explain to them about the sub bullets and how important they are and then but it's really, you know, I'm kind of selling it in both directions, right? I'm trying to sell yep. to my corporate yep. people what I need to do. And then I'm trying to sell to my people how to absorb these into their, um, into their, uh, you know, their daily life, right? And so yep. Yep. while I'm selling upstairs, I've basically taken some liberties downstairs and basically said, look, you know, let's take some of the magic of, um you know, being friendly and easy to do business with, for instance, right? Um, let's figure out how to apply that to the new core value. Yeah. Like we can't change the, the the bullets that are the core values, but we can take the old recipe, like the spices that went into it, cayenne, chili peppers, whatever, right? And we can put those spices into the into the new core values and figure out where would they fit, right? And hmm. obviously hmm. nothing fits perfectly. And, um, but that we did allow the staff to participate in that and uh, and come up with ideas and that's fostered some uh, some progress right but we're in such early days now I'm still you know I'm thinking hey I mean they've all got brand new iPads and stuff they you know I gotta uh, I have to come up with new ways of uh, yep. of doing it and I'm yep. uh, you know I'm still I'm still figuring that part of it out right and yeah. Yeah. it is a you know the one thing that um, that I've learned so much over the years. Right. And I try to explain it to people and they kind of look at me strange or whatever. It's like, like whenever there's the slightest bit of change, I'm always like, Oh man, it's going to be rough. And they're like, what are you talking about? We're just like, you know, we're just changing banks or something. You know what I mean? Or we're just, you know uh, what I, I don't know. Yeah. Perfect Even the example, smallest changes, the right? smallest change. Right. And they're like, what, why are you having such a stress fit over it? Right. And I'm like, Oh, it's going to be a nightmare. Everybody's going to freak out. And they're like, <laughs> why would they freak out? I'm like, because it's change. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, change, is, uh, change is tough. Change yeah. is tough. And so, um, so fortunately, as a Canadian company, I mean, for us, um, you know, we didn't 
we really didn't change much. Like they bought us kind of lock, stock and barrel and they pretty much left it the same. And then they bought a different company, which is actually in Quebec. And, um, and they're, believe it or not, they're like mostly French speaking and like, like non-bilingual, right? Whereas a lot of people in Quebec are bilingual, but a lot of their staff, uh, because it's in sort of rural Quebec, do not speak, uh, you know, do not speak English really at all. And, and so that was another huge challenge about, you know, how do you come in? And I mean, not only, um, you know, say, hey, guess what? I'm going to email you some core values, but I got to do it in French, right? And translate it all. And That's and- not even about the language. I mean, it, it is about the language, but it's about, it's about culture, capital C culture yeah. as well. And so that's, you have a, you have that there's a lot, a lot to, to do there. And I, I think what I want to call out is um, what you said, which is that change is is hard. And I think what a lot of organizations don't understand when either they are looking to acquire a company or being acquired is the, the, the opportunity and the, uh, the potential liability of culture within that situation. And so what we're hearing from you is the, is the symptom of what's happening. Now you're obviously a very experienced and competent leader. And I know that you're gonna you're gonna do it. You're gonna be able to do it eventually, right? You have had successes and I trust that you're gonna be able to figure out this one too. But that doesn't mean it's not gonna be difficult. It's not gonna be hard. Right. Um, and and I that's that's what I hear in in your story about this. And I think it's a I think it's a a, a, a word of warning, you know, of looking out for those organizations um, and and what it means to bring on a new organization wholesale. And that that's that can be problematic because you are really talking about people that care deeply about what it was before. And now it's now you're like, hey, now you have a new logo or a new name yeah. or a new set of values. That's hard for people. And I think that's underestimated. And, and I think that's what I hear in the story, stories that you're telling today. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we really, we really try to, you know, I'm a big proponent of, uh, of empathy, right. Which is, you know, uh, feeling what a person feels, right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you mm-hmm. know, sympathy is, uh, you know, means you understand what the person is feeling compassion and is a willingness to relieve their suffering. Right. But empathy mm-hmm. is literally putting yourself in their shoes for a minute and feeling what they feel. It's like, what would I feel if I didn't speak English and, the new boss for Canada shows up and he's from Ontario and English speaking or whatever. And so, uh, you know, I took it upon myself. I've always been sort of, a, you know, a, an armchair tra- practicer of trying to become bilingual and f- failing miserably. Right. So, I mean, I do have a very reasonable command of uh, broken French. Right. But not enough to like just no. be dropped into a conversation, yeah. Yeah. but I, but I, from the from the get go, I started translating, uh, like taking what I would say in English, and then getting it properly translated into French, onto into Quebecois French, not you know not Google French, and and so and then when I would give the you know the uh, the town halls and everything, giving them in both languages from the get go, uh, we started translating everything obviously from the get go, but it was wasn't what they were expecting right they kind of expected that they were going to be you know maybe bullied a little bit by the bigger yeah. the bigger yeah, one and but we yeah, took it from yeah. the exact opposite right and yeah. tried to tried to yeah. think what it would be like to be in their shoes and to make them feel comfortable 
offering yeah. them all the services in, in their language of choice and offering language training and which we have lots but, of people enro enrolled in now. And, yeah. I mean, that probably goes a long way with them. I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. yeah Listen, so Glenn Poulos, um, VP and general manager of NWS Canada. You have a new book uh, that just came out. Never sit yeah. in the lobby. Um, quick, quick synopsis. Why should I, who should buy, who should buy the book? So anyone that like works in a company, it's a great book because, and you know, there's parts for the salespeople, there's parts for managers, there's hiring mistakes, hiring wins, hiring mistakes that I've done, some bad stories and, uh, you know, uh, mistakes, not, not doing the due diligence, um, you know, and uh, there's, uh, you know, there's a lot on building rapport with your coworkers and your family members and just, uh, you know, in life. And it's 57 tips on how to build a career, right? And mm -hmm. um, again, a lot of it is, especially right at the front, it stacks together a lot of my little tricks that I've used over the years in order to, uh, I think I shared with you earlier, how to get, act, and stay in front of your clients and how to be a pleasure to do business with always, even when you don't get the business, right? And it's worked, you know, and and I treat, you know, the same thing about with the staff, right? How to get knack, stay in front of my staff and be a pleasure to be work for, you know, and all yeah. uh, in everything we do, right? And, um, and so you can flip it open to any page, find a rule, read it over, put it back down, pick it up love a few it. days later and find another love rule and say, oh, I just love that one. And find yourself uh, repeating them to staff members when they say, what do I do of such and such? <laughs> you know, amazing. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Poulos, never sit in the lobby. You can find it on Amazon or wherever you find your, uh, your audio and, and hardcover copies. Um, Glenn, I really appreciate you sharing your expertise with the audience with great Mondays radio. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Josh. Really happy to be here. Thanks for listening to Great Mondays Radio. Hey, if you want to be a guest, head over to greatmondays.com slash radio. We'd love to hear from you. And if you think this episode was interesting and your friends and fans would enjoy it, please share on social media. And if you want to get more people to understand the power of company culture in business today, please rate and review Great Mondays Radio on your podcasts app or podcast feed. It really helps us reach more people. If you want to make sure to hear more candid conversations with culture leaders, subscribe to Great Mondays Radio. And I'd love to connect with you. Find me on LinkedIn at aka Josh Levine, on YouTube at Great Mondays, and you can always email me, josh at greatmondays.com. Find out more about our work with hypergrowth technology and social enterprise organizations, or grab a copy of our book at greatmondays.com. I'm Josh Levine. Thanks for listening to Great Mondays Radio.